Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is America Unplugged. I hope everybody is doing well. I had the show on premium instead of free, and I have changed that. It came to me last minute. I was like, I didn't do that. and uh, But now I've done it, so I hope everybody gets uh, access. If you don't, put something in the chat. We'll figure it out. What's going on? Hope everybody's doing well. It's America Unplugged, and I'm here with the usual suspects. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. You guys know the deal. Every Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Rockfin and AmericaUnplugged.com, America Unplugged on Apple Podcast. Don't forget, September 9th, we're going to put it in the show notes. Tone, don't let me forget that. September 9th, um, we have uh, Free World NYC. Mr. Don Jeffries is going to be talking. Don, have you ever done one of these before? Have you ever talked like in front of like tons of people? Uh, I did a library presentation, and I've done I've done uh, a couple of Zoom conferences, you know. Oh, okay. where, but, but yeah, not not in person in front of a bunch of people. So this is the first time you get to see the legendary Don Jeffries. There is no excuse if you're going to be in the tri-state area. We're going to be uh, centered around the anniversary of September 11th. Uh, Richard Gage will be there presenting. Tony Arterburn is going to present. And, uh, and Don's going to be there doing his thing along with uh, with Charlie Robinson. I can't wait to be honest. Um, so uh, link will be in the show description and it will be um, on the, the, the podcast show description as well. So you uh, go in there, get your tickets while you still can and join us on September 9th. All right. So, um, the wisest of all the wolves is here. You see him there. He is. There goes that guy. What's going on, Mr. Tony Arterburn. Always great to see uh, you and Don and, uh, the news hit this week, Billy. I don't even know why we're doing a show. The U S government, uh, it stopped funding the Wuhan lab. I mean, did you what? know, I mean, so problem solved. Everything's good with the world. Uh, you know, it's kind of like being a, a hiring a hitman and then saying, "Well, I'm not paying him anymore." <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with you? What's why all the why all the looks? Uh, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. It happened this week. Well, I robbed a bank a year right. ago. What but does I didn't it matter? All of them, you know. Right. I mean, you know only five. five. What's right. What, what does it matter anymore? Well, they stopped. Hey, it's progress. Baby steps. They stopped funding the Wuhan lab. They're still funding something else somewhere. Probably right next door in that 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 market that was supposed to be there that you wanted to blame on it initially. Mr. Don Jeffries, the legendary. What is going on? Great show yesterday with your son, Mr. John Jeffries, and of course Lisa from TNP. It was dope. What's up, sir? How you doing? Well, that was great. And Almond Bundy, for those of you who are expecting him, uh, he he's going to be on in a couple of weeks. He had a valid excuse, so we'll be there. You know, one story I forgot. Um, uh, when you, you mentioned the Wuhan lab is that, uh, we had the, you know, Rand Paul, uh, uh, deciding that, I, I don't know how, what he's going to do, but something about he's going to, they're going to try to prosecute Fauci. They they never prosecute anybody, but that was the story. And then his house caught on fire. Did you hear about that? I mean, Rand Paul, oh, yes. I, I read it this morning, actually. 
Yeah, I mean, Rand Paul has gone. I mean, he's uh, he was uh, attacked by the neighbor uh, of a few years back, and then him and his wife weren't they assaulted in, in another time? And these so imagine if he was saying the stuff his father said, and he's really kind of holding back. So I, I don't know what's going on now. His house burns now, but uh, that, that's it's an interesting story. It is. He's always getting into something, isn't he? Somebody's always doing something to Rand Paul, yeah. right? And and he's not even, in no. my opinion, he's not even half the man his father was. Bro. His father is. His father yeah. is still alive. Um, and while I disagree with that man on some things, I I think he's the best we had. I mean, yeah. I I I just I can't find another alternative, man. Really, uh, no matter what criticisms you have of Ron Paul, um, he was just a a genuine, in my opinion straight up guy and what you saw was what you were going to get and uh i don't think rand is that I, I don't trust rand as far as i could throw him and people are burning down his house don't don't burn down rand paul's house i don't leave rand paul alone stop okay tackling rand paul you know stop breaking his ribs <laughs> stop burning down his buildings and his house. <laughs> the hell's going on <laughs> anyway um so we got quite a bit to talk about we're going to talk about rfk Right. We're going to talk about a world ID that apparently is coming according to a CEO of major companies. But that's I mean, come on. We knew that was coming just like we knew the mass uh, vaccination of the population was coming. And we just so happened to be right about that. Right. Even though they tried to tell us that we weren't. We know we were because we lived through it and uh, it will happen again. Right. And how will it happen again? Listen, but I do want to talk about AI porn. And I saw this on on drugs. <laughs> I saw this That's on Drudge Report. <laughs> right, right. Like that that wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even it was very blatant. I was like, this is what I want to talk about now. Anyway, like I do want to talk about this because like there's an article on on Drudge Report about it. And it I didn't even read the article, right? I, I read a little bit, they were talking about a couple of things, but automatically it just came a population control for me, right? And this is all leading up to population control. And and if if you if you're watching the interwebs, right? If you're on social media, you you see that, that the the gender wars that are going on, or the sex wars, I, I, I don't know, right? What either way, like uh, people are going back and forth. What what is a man? What is a woman? Right? What what should these things be? And then the roles have shifted, right? The roles between men and women have have shifted. There's equality, right? I mean. And you say something like that and boom, it's a trigger, right? What do you mean that women aren't equal? What do you mean that men aren't equal, right? I believe we're equal with different functions, right? And that's how it operates. There's a negative and a positive, like a battery. They come together, boom, and it takes off. And we need to respect each other's roles, right? But I think the roles are not respected and it's been that way for a reason. And now there is a disconnect. And not so much with us, with our generations, but uh, of, of the people here on the panel, but I mean, like the newer generations, Gen Z, um, I don't know if I want to say millennials, there's another generation after Gen Z, all, all of these, the younger generations, there's a disconnect. Um, admittedly, they don't know how to talk uh, to other people, mind you, people of, of the opposite sex, right? Uh, um, if if um, they do meet up with people. It's on apps like Tinder or something like that. That's the new way to meet people, right? There's no real connections made, right? And a lot of times when we do have, when we do make a connection of some sort of physical connection, there is a real disconnect between the man and the woman, right? Because there is, it's just friction. And a lot of men cannot, um, you know, come to terms with it, can't handle it for lack of a better term. And, and they've turned away 
you know, there's a, there's a lot of men that want nothing to do with women. Like, and, and here's the alternative, right? AI porn, right? They already have porn robots or, or sex robots, right? And, and sex robot brothels. This is a thing. And that will only get bigger with time. But now they have the, the, the AI porn that, that just keeps getting realer and realer. And it's like you're having sex straight up just through a computer. Right. Some people are saying that they're carrying on affairs online now, but there's no no actual physical contact. Right. And get wait, wait till the next pandemic hits. And it's like, whoa, you can't be around people. AI porn. Boom. Straight up. And of course, there are going to be some people that never really subscribe to it, that never that because in my opinion, there is no replacement. Right. For the real thing. But. Um, it's going to be like a generational thing. There's a lot of a, a lot of kids that won't know the difference at this point. And, and they're not going to know what it's like to go outside, right? It's going to be like cone heads. They're going to put something on your head and, and vibrate, and, and, and that'll be their experience. And, and this is inevitably going to, going to lead to a decline in the population because people aren't having real sex. That's, that's what's going to happen. And, and I, I forgot whom I was talking to this week. I think it was Angry Tiger, actually, that I spoke to. I had him on the fringe. Um, and, and, uh, we were talking about, you know, how I, I was expecting because of listening to Alex Jones for as long as I did, I was expecting tanks to roll down the street and have full on martial law, right? He had the police state series, police state one, two, and three. And I was like, Whoa, this is going to happen. It's going to be crazy. Odds are when, when you enslave your own population, you will never really see that. The way to enslave your pop your population is through comfort, right? It's through it's through um, um, the mind, and like the devil comes in a beautiful red dress, right? A beautiful woman in a red dress. That's that's the way it's done, right? They're gonna uh, uh, lure you to to it instead of force you into it, right? And that's what's gonna happen here. So population control, people, um, the the sterilization thing, may, it may not have to happen, right? If if people are just not having sex. Right. I mean, if, if they're just having virtual sex and, and I think that's uh, people um, openly like like wanting to do that rather than going in a different direction. I just think it's a problem for humanity. All of this. It, it was a very slippery slope creating pornography in the first place. Right. Not that I haven't engaged like who hasn't. And if you say you haven't, you're probably lying, you know, but um, but uh, ultimately, like. Everything is is a real slippery slope, and I'm just looking at it now, and I'm like, my God, what's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen? And and it was unnatural to begin with, and now it's turning into this. I don't know. We got a problem. What's up, Tom? I think slippery slope. That's the title of one of the AI porns or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. Um, the first time I ever went into the InfoWars studio in Austin, I was on with Owen Schroyer, three-hour show. I'd never been in studio before, and we're about halfway through the show, and, and my friend Owen says, uh, Tony, I'm gonna, when we come back from the break, I'm gonna, uh, you said that you can take anything uh, now and compare it to an event in history. I said, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I can. Go ahead, Owen. And he came back off the break. He goes, okay, I'm going to challenge you, Tony. Um, get me something in history and compare it to the following. And I said, okay, what is it? He goes, deep fake porn. Hmm. And so I can, I mean, I, the first thing I could popped in my head was that basically it's a, it's a psychological operation. It's a sleight of hand, right? It is a, a misdirection. And I thought of the, the Rothschilds going and, uh, having the information that, uh, Wellington had actually defeated Napoleon. 
uh, at Waterloo and they, they, they sent agents back to start selling stock off in London. And people thought that, uh, that Napoleon had won. So I, I compared it to that, which is kind of random. And, uh, and anyway, I got through the show, but there really isn't anything like it. I think it's uh, probably something that you look at AI and, and how, look at the, how ubiquitous it is everywhere. I mean, every, every third ad, uh, anywhere I'm looking now is how the chat GPT can help me and how these little robots can help me. It, 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 you know, it's one step below like AI pornography is one step below that twilight zone episode where they send the guy that, uh, female robot on that, on that, uh, prison yeah. asteroid that he was on, you know, yeah. um, at least that was like a, in the third dimension and was like a, a talking, a, you know, sentient thing. Um, and it is really sad. And this is, I think, part of extreme psychological operation. I don't know if you want to refer to it even as fifth generational warfare. Um, this kind of the ubiquitous, easy access to it is killing our our young men. It, it is is destroying their lives because, and again, that's you talk about the MGTOW movement, the men going their own way. To, total chunks of the male population are are just saying, "I'm done." You know, they're finding other things and ways to satiate that, that, uh, the desire to go out and meet people. And I think it's a huge problem, but I don't think that it's an accident. I don't think it's organic. I think it's a major psychological operation. Cause if you look in this country, 80% of the women that are single, you know, and dating age, 80% of those women date 20% of the men or so. Yes. So do you have a, you know why? Because they're told your man has to be X tall. He has to have this, this, and it's, it's just, you check the box or you're not really pretty. And so they will, even if you're, you, you are a good man and you have all these things going for you, you could, you can get completely X'd out just by how tall you are. That That's, that's a real thing. I didn't know that, but I, that's a, that's a real thing. Like you're just done before you even start. And, um, and that's not true on all levels, but that's the mass majority. I think that's a psychological operation, uh, of the highest order. Uh, it's a it, it gets one of the factors and kind of going with the the addition of you know, pornography everywhere in the West. The only country that has a uh, population above replacement level in the in the entire uh, in Europe and anywhere else in the West is Muslim right. Albania. That's it. Oh, wow. 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 Right. Mm -hmm. Only because and again, because it takes a faith. It takes a, a real fighting faith to overcome the the, the acid of modernity. So I, I think this is something we need to examine. And, and I love the fact that there's lots of movements coming up talking against this. Like, don't just play, play video games and eat fast food and watch porn. you got to get out and go to the gym. you got to build something. Do Have a have anything. Have a vision. Have a goal. Don't don't go on and subscribe to OnlyFans. Because this, again, you, you, that, that's why OnlyFans is so successful. Because young men can't date. They get, <laughs> they get X'd out of the entire uh, yeah. process. So yeah, this is this is part of that, Billy. It's population control, uh, pure evil. Right. So I'm I'm five nine, so I don't I don't quite make the cut. You know, like the, I, I might I might get cut out of that. that oh, you know, I'm married, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, 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 six six feet is is the cut, right? And that's what they say or whatever. That's if there are any young guys listening to this show, typically I charge for this type of advice. But listen, listen to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter if you're five nine, if you're five eight, if you're five six, it doesn't matter. Okay. They think it does, but it really doesn't. All right. Just gotta know what to say and how to say it. Okay, Don Jeffries, what's up, buddy? 
Well, I wouldn't know what to say, you know. <laughs> Anybody at this point. talk for a living. What do you mean? I, well, no, I have I'm a real hard time. In, in, back in the day, Don Jeffries, I can picture you walking into a bar. It was over. <laughs> or, or 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 the or the um the disco it was a wrap. Well, the bars, when Jeffries walked the bars in. looked a lot different in those days. Let me tell you, and it was it was much easier to lay a wrap on them. Uh, I you know they have poisoned the waters. I've been on a couple of these MGTOW shows. You know these uh, there a couple of people that were fans of my work, and they happened so they were amazed. And Tony knows as well the eighty twenty thing. And we see you know that eighty twenty split is everywhere. It's for the you know comes from the casino economy. Eighty percent have to lose so 20% can win and that's you got the 80-20% split in, in this uh, whole Chad incel movement and there's something to it what they've done is they again by toxic feminism and again that's all being shattered I don't know what the hell transgenderism is going to do to all this because it, this what we're talking about is probably going to be irrelevant another year because everybody's going to be different pronouns and I you know I don't know who's going to be having sex with anybody I, I don't even know what, what it's about but for what has been going on for years is that they empowered women to such an absurd degree. Go to your self-esteem so that they all on those. I've never been obviously on those uh, dating sites, but I understand from some of the young men that uh, have told me about it, that uh, the women, almost every woman on there thinks of themselves as a 10. I mean, they think of themselves as incredible. No, even right. if they weigh 250 pounds. Right, and right. so they think they should be able to get the Chad. So they do all want the Chad. So 80% of them, want the same 20% of the guys. And that's why even back in my day, there was something to that. There were, there were chads where uh, it wasn't as bad, but you know, everybody thinks there was so much sex going on and there was, but uh, it was still a, a very, no sharing the wealth there is a, a very small disproportionate amount of guys were getting it all. And I, you know, I, I, I believe me, I, I, I once knew a couple of guys who had a bet to, to see how many girls they could sleep with in one day, literally. They had, again, one of them slept with four and one of them slept with three. Jesus. I mean, this, I mean, this because they were chads. Right. And uh, so we didn't call them that then, but so now I don't know if they do that now, but that, so that's the kind of thing that's happened. But the, the other guys, the guys that can never, and they can eventually uh, make up for it. If they like uh, Sam's Bodhi Street says, no money, no honey. You know, <laughs> and, uh, so eventually, eventually if they, if they make enough money, get enough good job, then uh, good, good enough job, they'll, they'll be able to get somebody. But I don't know how true that is anymore. I know a lot of young women that don't care. Uh, they right. don't think they need men money's at all. Not, no, money's yeah. not the answer. No, they don't. They don't so they, they're because a lot of them are making their own money. Uh, and that's the saddest thing. I know so many young people who aren't really interested in relationships. Uh, they're they're kind of going their own way, too. But I, I, I got to tell you, if I was a young guy, I might be in MGTOW. I don't know, because I am i don't know if I could put up with that stuff because it's, you know, it's it's really ridiculous if you're being because and that's why we when you hear about all this fat shaming and body shaming and they're pushing obesity and everything it's all for the women there no, nobody's talking about men being body shamed this is all for women because they they don't uh, they now want women not to be judged on their looks but men can still be judged on their looks and that's what happens on tinder and all these things where they're just looking oh he's hot he's hot but you can get in trouble just for saying a girl's hot you know, he's so hot. That's what I want. Look at him. And they all think they deserve that. So it's naturally going to, that's going to blow up. That can't, you, you can't have a situation like that where it's, it's such an imbalance. And of course uh, the sex dolls and AI, whatever that is, I don't know, but uh, all this is created because what has happened, I think with the girls being empowered and becoming ridiculously, uh, uh, you know, exclusive and, and, you know, demanding and, you know, about as far as what they want, 
you know, having just incredibly high uh, expectations. Men have, I mean, most guys I know, they have no expectations. You know, young guys, they just want somebody. And so what is that? What has that done? They've gone, you've created things like MGTOW, which is, it's a shame that any civilization has a movement like that. And, uh, and with porn so available, you know, it's not like, you know, back in the old days where you had Playboy and Penthouse or something like that. You know, you could just go everywhere and, you know, find so many things. So I think a lot of young guys are opting and just saying, is it really worth a headache? And, and so many of them don't have, don't have uh, jobs that pay enough. I mean, I don't know what a date would cost now, but I guess a movie, I haven't been to a movie at night for many years, but I don't know. That might, I, I imagine it's maybe 60 bucks for you and your date. If you're buying popcorn and drinks and all that, that, and if you go to a dinner before that, you, you might be paying $150 or more for a date. And you're, and you're at that point, you know, you're wanting more than a good night kiss. I don't know. I mean, you, cause you know, old days we would hope to get a good night kiss on the first date. Uh, you know, so, and so it becomes that. And if you, you know, if you look at it and say, oh, I don't know how much does a prostitute cost? I mean, that's, and that's, I can see some guys thinking that, especially when nobody seems to want relationships. And again, because, because of what they're stressing, there's clearly, it doesn't seem like there's a goal of many young people at all to start families to be married and have kids. So if that's not your goal, then I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's very sad. I feel, I feel very, uh, you know, disillusioned on that. Like I do with everything else. Cause they really have destroyed that. And again, I don't, you know, it was so different when I was young and that wasn't that long ago. And now I just look at it. It just, I, I hear from so many of these young guys, you know, that are, uh, that like my work and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if any of them have any women. I don't know, but I mean, they're they're always you know kind of talking about how right. how ridiculous it is between women and jobs, and so I I empathize with them, and I uh, I feel for you, you know. So I'm a I'm not saying I I, I you know would go certainly not going my own way now, you know. I've, I've been married for a long time, but I was lucky to get somebody good back in the day. I don't know how many good ones there are out there now. So I feel for you guys, and again, I hate to blame all the onus on women, but I think that. I think they've been responding to this propaganda. Just look at any movie, look at any TV show for the last 30 years, and you'll see nothing but tough, hardened female characters with resting bitch faces. They had to invent that to try to ex explain the Kristen Stewart's of the world, people like that, who, you know, so she's a multi-zillionaire, and she just can't get that resting bitch face off her face. I mean, she just right. walks around permanent now. And uh, and then you have the, the weak soft, dumb kind of submissive man. And that's, that's what you get. That's kind of in the background and comes up and almost likes to get rejected. He comes up and lobs a softball at some girl so she can hit it out of the park, you know, with some snappy comeback. And then him and his guys both giggle. Oh, she told you, I don't know. I don't get it. That's, it wasn't that way. You know, we didn't do that. I, I certainly didn't try to go up to girls so that they could reject me. And, and my buddies would laugh and, you know, say, Oh, oh she really got you. That seems to be what's going on now. So it's a shame because obviously they're, but you know, with with what they're doing with the vaccines and everything else and the the, the stuff in the water and uh, now the transgender stuff, they're succeeding. And again, I, all this we're talking about really, I don't know how relevant it is anymore because the transgender thing has changed all that because I, I don't know. Do they have transgender dating sites? I, I, I don't even, do you even know what you're getting when you, I mean, it's, it's got to be a nightmare. I can't even imagine that going out and wondering, you know, what this person's original sex was or and maybe having the date end because you didn't get the pro because you you can't get used to calling them a plural. You know, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't 
get used to referring you as you don't contain multitudes like Walt Whitman. You know, you're, you're, I'm not going to call you they. So I would be canceled out of the dating scene right away because I, you know, I, I would never be able to get used to that. So it's, it's genuine mad, madness out there, but it's, it's part of America 2.0. Yeah, man, I, I I don't disagree with a lot of that, man. Um, uh, you know, the, the only thing that still gives me hope is is the um, maternal instinct of of, of women. A, a lot of women, yeah. even though even though it's reported that women don't want to have kids anymore, and I think there is something to that. I think the majority of women still do, and those that don't, um, that don't have kids later on, regret it in some way or want that just because it's a natural part of of a human existence. You know, so so there there is that we need to we need to bring that back. And I think Tone said Tone said it earlier. There is a movement out there, right, to to try to regain some of that on on the men's side and the women's side. And that's beautiful. I still think it's a very uphill struggle. Um, we 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 got a ways to go, but but at least there's some resistance. And it's it's what's up, Tone? Well, I just I wanted to jump in just since okay. to add one last thing before we move on. Yeah. There is hope, and I would fear a young man listening, and I want to point out the fact that we have a society that's it's a fake society built on fake currency. All of this is an unnatural thing. Yeah. Whether you're talking about the deep state or whether you're talking about the rigged economy, all of that is from it's the origin story is fake money creates fake things. Right. We have fake insular world around our society. It's not real. So unfortunately, you have real consequences. And this is what I was talking about. The you know Don mentioned it too about MGTOW and all this other stuff. And this is part of the AI porn and all this stuff to make you ki to kill your soul. Your stock, if you're a good man and you're a strong man, I'm, I'm not talking about physically, but if you're just a, in, in, internally, you got character, you want to work hard, you have a goal. Your stock's going to go up. It's maybe not tomorrow or next week, but it's if you hold the line, your stock's going to go up because we're going to hit some hard times. I, yeah. it's inevitable. Yeah. We've got the, the world on the brink of massive change. You've got the financial system uh, coming apart eventually. I mean, you've got the, the BRICS nations are meeting 30 days from today to try to replace the dollar. I mean, this is massive, huge changes in society. So all of this fake stuff, this Instagram world and, and all the all of those chads or what I'm, they can't they they've been babied. They, they're 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 weak in their feet really, because they've been handed everything. So if you're out there uh, grinding, stay the course. It's going to be okay. Your stock's going to go up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, that's the, that's advice to the young men and, 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 and to the ladies out there. Body count matters. Don't do it. Right. Don't, don't, don't go out and, and, and you, you, you don't, that's, that's your power. You don't want to be spreading that around personally, just telling you what, what, what men think. Um, that's not something you want to do. So um, and and and, and you, you know you, you it's it should be something sacred, right? And 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 to a certain degree, it's a tough situation. They're trying to uh, uh, kill the numbers here on this planet. They're trying. They've tried in many many ways, and uh, they're succeeding, like Don said, in many many ways. And uh, they've they're they're creating the culture war and winning it at the same time. We we are in the negative when we sit here and argue about it instead of like turn our attention to them and say, we don't want any part of this. And that's what we should be doing. Let's move on real quick in the interest of time. Cause I'm pretty sure we could talk about this all day long. Hey tone. So uh, apparently uh, there's going to be a world ID 
uh, uh, conspiracy theorists have been talking about this for quite some time, right? And they call us crazy, right? Why, why would there be a world ID? But here we go. Breitbart, which is a conservative uh, news outlet, shouts to Steve Bannon. What's up? You know, it, it'd be dope if Steve Bannon was listening one day and we actually get him on the show. You know, that, that'd be fantastic. How do you think that would go? What I think he'd probably last for about 15 minutes and hang up the phone. Um, I, I don't know if I'd give anybody a, a chance uh, edgewise to get anything in. Respectfully, maybe I would, but whatever. What's up, Steve Bannon? All right. CEO of company that wants to scan your irises. Uh, World ID is coming whether you like it or not. So I, I spoke about this with Tone a little bit earlier. Alex B- Blania? Yeah, CEO of WorldCoin is a company that wa- um, that wants billions of people to scan their irises to create a global system of authentication. This is probably going to happen. You're already seeing this at businesses here. Um, in order, they had a card key um, uh, that was a thing, and now it's not a thing. Now it's your 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 fingerprints to get in get in the door of your job, and and they have iris scans to get in the door of your job. You know now, so that this is incrementally going to be a thing eventually you'll be paying for your pizza with your eye scan because it's going to be convenient and that's what they're going to do so that's coming so beyond that they want the global id uh that's coming too how how do we get around this right and um they're just going to phase people out that's what they're going to do people are going to be um uh resisting and resisting and eventually, those people are going to be weeded out. That's all. That's what they're going to do. They're going to play the long game. They're going to wait this out until it happens. What's up, Tom? Well, notice what it's connected to, right? The world ID is connected to a coin. Hmm. It's connected to UBI. It's connected to universal basic income. It's right. shaking hands with the devil. Yeah. Like when you accept that. And let's go back to the 2020 election. You had uh, Michael Bloomberg. A real genius. I mean, these billionaires, folks, they're so smart. I mean, uh, uh, so many submarine trips need to happen. Um, we have, they have, have uh, Michael Bloomberg going out talking about how the, the ridiculous the farmers were, and that, uh, they needed to do something quickly, or they're going to uh, face the guillotine. That's his words. We right. need to do something. Put these people on universal basic income because the world that they're creating through automation and AI, and of course, you know, uh, deindustrializing the. Uh, uh, the West with, with free trade, that's all leading to a collapse of our of Western society. They know it. There's going to be a lot of angry people that got left out of the 21st century by design by these uh, these same elites. So they're building uh, an open air prison for you. It's called central bank digital currency or going back. And if you read the article, this world coin, it's linking to UBI, universal basic income. This is a social credit score coin, right? It's going to be linking your biometrics, everything that you do. Uh, in society is going to trace back to this and hey you you won't be able to if you don't uh toe the line like maybe you're a christian or a buddhist or something something that the elites don't like or maybe you just like the constitution and you're a decent human being you're going to be an enemy of the state right and so you're not going to be able to purchase certain items uh, this is again tying back to the one thing they want to have centralization and you know you look at the the comment here sam altman saying that uh we're going to have this you know, a world coin, it's going to happen. We're going to have this system. We're going to have this ID, whether you like it or not. Well, the same kind of statement was made by the son of Paul Warburg back in the fifties in, in, in Congress. And I talked about this when I was on with David Knight. Uh, he said the same thing about world government. He said, whether you accept it willingly or, you know, through 
coercion through war, uh, you're going to get world government. Well, we'll see about that. And I, I think that, uh, again, you're, they're fighting history. Decentralization is happening all over the planet with ethno-nationalism, with uh, uh, the, the invention of cryptocurrency, uh, with the availability of, of being able to have uh, gold and silver coins in your hand with no third-party, uh, count, no, no counterparty risk. If you have that, you're decentralizing. <laughs> the elites know that. And so the race is to uh, 2030 to get you into this pod city, the 15-minute smart city, or as Trump calls them, the freedom cities. It's all the same thing, right? This is a planned, sustainable thing, all leading back. And pay attention, folks. Everything traces back to the currency. And the currency here is the world coin he's talking about, which is uh, UBI linked to your biometrics. And, and, and that's why the, the AI is the biggest problem. It really is at the end of the day, because that's how they're going to get people into this UBI. Uh, they're, they're, they're not going to be jobs for people. Right? I mean, that's the way I believe it. There's, there's not going to be jobs for people. AI is going to take over the majority of the jobs. What are you going to do with these people? You're gonna, they're going to get on a UBI. And boom, then you're going to have to do 8,000 things in order to receive that, because there are always a million Illuminati New World Order strings attached. What's up, Don? Yeah, well, you know, World ID is just... This is an extension of what, you know, how many, I mean, I, in, in hidden history, I think I had a whole section on world government. I talked about, you know, how long this has been talked about. It right. goes back to Woodrow Wilson's dream of the League of Nations, which became the United Nations. Uh, people at the top, the usual suspects, they're primarily a eugenicist. And they're also always stressing that we need a one world government. I mean, this, again, it's going on for a century now. So um, for whatever reason, they haven't decided to come out and actually literally say, hey, you know, we're, we're disbanding national sovereignty. And so we're going to be part of world government. But essentially, they have done that. <clears throat> the, the open border, the open southern border alone erases our national boundaries, <clears throat> because if you don't have borders, you don't have a sovereign nation. So they've essentially done that in terms of that. Plus, our, our, you know, the fact we've been involved with in the United Nations, paid most of the cost of that. And all these global endeavors that were, you know, Donald Trump got a lot of mileage out of talking about the globalists. You know, he, he talked a good game. You know, then he became president. And he said, I, I'm a nationalist and a globalist. You know, OK, thanks, Trump. One of many great things he said. But so this fits right in that. This is obviously you can't get much more globalist than a, uh, a global ID. And um, yeah, I think this is just the, the direction. It's, and nobody's there's very few. There's very little opposition to it. I don't know with the Freedom Caucus in the House, I mean, maybe they'll, they're opposed to it. I don't know. They don't, they don't usually talk about that kind of stuff. But it's the same thing with the Federal Reserve. You, know, you have that kind of currency because you can see the, the few nations on earth that, uh, that rejected it for a long time, Iran, uh, Syria, North Korea. I don't know. Aren't those the three, Tony? I believe they're the three. They just happen to be three of the boogeymans. You know, they're the three hobgoblins that we've uh, – our, you know, establishment has been uh, try threatening, sabering, uh, rattling sabers with now for a long time. So it's just amazing coincidence that they happen to be the only three that don't have a uh, Rothschild style, you know, central bank. They want it all consolidated. As Tony said that's this is the idea of centralizing, consolidating, because if you have a populism, what I'm talking about, what Huey Long did is, is opposing that. We're the antithesis of that. We oppose any consolidation, any too much consolidation of power anywhere in any individual or in any group. These people want consolidation of power. They want it. And that's what they've been preaching, you know, back in the day for when the, uh, the Hamiltonians 
won out with the central bank and even the constitution. You know, there's an article, my friend Vince Agnelli and others, there's a strong argument that the articles, articles of confederation were better. They were certainly more decentralized. Uh, the constitution became palatable because of the bill of rights, which again, the Hamiltonian types didn't want. So they won the day there. Uh, Abraham Lincoln consolidated, you know, before the civil war, it was the United States are after that, it became the United States is. It was plural. So that, that that was a huge sea change. And then Woodrow Wilson with the League of Nations that became the United Nations. And we're, I mean, how many things are NATO that, you know, Trump was supposed to get us out of? And all, all these all these organizations we've been into for now decades, they're all international internationalist organizations. And so we're already tied into that. There's really, other than Trump's rhetoric, some of his rhetoric during the campaign, Nobody on the scene, national scene is, is talking about how disastrous this was. So it's just accepted that this is the way it is. Nobody says, Let, let's, you know, let's get out of that. So I don't expect there's going to be much opposition to oh, uh, I, I, I just think, yeah, sure. Well, we need it. You have to. I mean, even something like The um, the Sound of Freedom, that movie, from what I understand, the, 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 uh, the guy it's based on, isn't he promoting uh, chipping? children because they, they you know again they use they use an excuse well yeah we we don't want them to be uh, trafficked so they may try to come up with an idea like that you know let's you know do you want to find your child if it disappears you know this is much better than amber alerts you know we have a world id you know we can it's hooked up to something where maybe they can who knows they might be able to key it on a computer and see where you're at you know we don't know what kind of world id it's going to be but it may be associated with this chipping and of course it all, all this you know really i think uh reminds people who read the Bible of the uh, the mark of the beast. I mean, right. you could, all of this can be interpreted that way, but that's the direction it's going. And there's little opposition from anybody that has a, a position of power. Agreed. I, I think um, I agree with you, man. I, I don't know how much opposition there will be to something like this. There will be opposition and, and it'll come out of, out of the alternative. Yeah. And, and, and maybe if it's, if the issue is politicized, maybe we can, Try to like like you always say, Don. We got we got to take our wins where, where we can get them. Right. Even if the issue is politicized, maybe we can co-opt that and try to push that to our favor, even though it's not coming from a genuine place. But that's the only chance we have at pushing back at this for a certain amount of time, in my opinion. I think uh, it's almost an inevitability. I hate to sound black pilled, but I think it's almost an inevitability. We 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 have to delay it and hope for the best after we delay it. To your point, uh, Tim Ballard, I think, is the name of the dude yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, there are questions as to what type of CIA agent he actually was. And this was official yeah. uh, mainstream uh, uh, investigations done on him. And, of course, uh, they they uh, requested from the CIA to, to know what, you know, what, what position he held. But the CIA is not at liberty to give out that information unless uh, Tim... Uh, says it's okay but uh from from people that that have um that are familiar with the way things work and the timing and all this other stuff they said he might have been an intern or a very low level cia agent of some sort it was a low level thing this is what they're reporting about this guy um he did work for the department of homeland security that that's true you know and but there's a lot of things in the movie that i mean it's hollywood at the end of the day you know, so we, we can't take it for gospel and people are walking in there and taking it as if it's gospel. Um, before we get out of here today, because I, I want to move on to other topics and, and not dwell on this. But before we get out of here, I want to show you guys some tweets 
And there were Instagram posts that Jim Caviezel put up this week. Jim freaking Caviezel. Okay. I, I, want, I want to show you that. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. Okay. Um, but as far as World ID goes, I think we got a problem. Tone is smiling over there. I get he has a little smirk. I want to know what that's about. What's up, buddy? And then we'll get we'll move. We'll move on. I'll just um waiting for your tweets. I had not heard about this. We you didn't uh, you didn't mention that to me. I'm I just thought of it right now. Okay. <laughs> you know how it goes. It's <laughs> the wild card line. Right. But um, but let's talk about I want to talk about RFK. Um, Don wanted to talk about that, and I know there's something that you wanted to talk about, Tone, that, that's important that I do not want to forget. So let's do RFK, and then we'll go to Tone, then we'll wrap. Uh, Don, what's up with RFK? What what happened with the hearings? Well, I watched a lot of them, and people were sending me links and everything, um, and uh, I didn't, you know, I don't, unless it appears somewhere in my conspiracy world, I'm not even aware of what's going on at the time, but I said, oh, that sounds interesting, RFK Jr. in, in Congress. So, uh it was predictable, you know, Deb, I mean, it, to the, get, again, they just understand the situation we're in now and how these people have no sense of irony. They don't care. They're, uh, they, we're at the point where, or what, you know, almost where Orwell said, you know, if you want to look at the future picture, a, a boot stamping on a human face forever, uh, they're basically stamping on the face because they, they don't care. They, they talk about Orwellian and, and, right. and, and, and newspeak. They, uh, they, they have the, the title of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the hearing was named, a, you know, censorship in social media. And the first thing the Democrats try to do is censor Robert F. Kennedy Jr., their star witness. That was, so it starts out that way. And Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who, again, is, it's hard to pick the worst people in Congress because there's so many. I mean, they're just, God, they're just like a row of devils. They're, they're so bad. They're the worst people on earth. But Debbie Washman Schultz is a pretty good candidate. She was, I believe she was the one that probably uh, should have been prosecuted because wasn't she involved in uh, Hillary Clinton and the destruction of the emails and uh, the uh, the screwing over of Bernie Sanders uh, out of the uh, nomination in, in 2016? So she's, she's been a despicable human being forever. So first thing she goes, and the whole thing was, uh, the Democrat strategy was try to label Robert F. Kennedy Jr. anti-Semitic, which is ridiculous given how he's falling over backwards and really making an ass out of himself. It's, it's, you know, constantly saying, I know one's more pro-Israel than me. It's just, it's, I thought he knew better than that. Again, maybe, maybe this is all a show, but it's so stupid. It's so dumb to play that game because whatever he said, and I don't even know, it, it's, it does sound pretty dumb, but, and I, I don't know why he said it, but he was also at a party where supposedly somebody was farting constantly. This is what we're told in the report as they were debating climate change and RFK Jr. was sitting there like he, you know, how did I get myself at this party? So I don't know what kind of party that was, but in between the farts, apparently, you know, RFK Jr. said uh, something about you basing some study that the uh, COVID, and again, you got to go back to point A where I am. I, I'm debating what COVID is. What is COVID? But you know, so he's putting it, COVID was ethnically targeting maybe blacks and whites and not Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. Now, the Chinese don't matter. What got the, the attention of Debbie Wasserman Schultz and every other Democrat was he mentioned Jews. So you can't go there. And he, you know, he was falling all over themselves talking about how devoted he was to Israel. But no, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, they're, they're not going to have any of that. We need to we need to shut this down right now. This hearing on censorship, <laughs> you know, let's let's censor it right now, and uh, go into private session. And it, it, I, we and she's quoting something from Congress where they don't have to listen to somebody if he's promoting anti-Semitism and hatred. It's it's just 
watch those things. It's it's interesting because it's not that the Republicans are, are good, but like Jim Jordan, these people are uh, Massey, who I think is probably the, my favorite one in Congress. Thomas Massey's pretty good, at least as I can determine. But they look all look like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson compared to these Democrats. These Democrats, I mean, every single Democrat is a lunatic. They are, they're like foaming at the mouth. They did it with Matt Taibbi, who voted for Joe Biden. And it's hardly, I mean, he's still, a, you know, he, he I think he looks down his nose at 9-11 truthers and all that. He's hardly, a, you know, a conspiracy guy, but he was somewhat trying to defend free speech. They attacked him like he was one of us or worse. And uh, they, these Democrats, today's Democrats, absolutely do not want free speech. And every word they say, every word that comes out, you know, you can't have this, you can't have that. And it was really, because they make the Republicans look good in comparison. And uh, I'm just wondering, you watch any of these and you'll see that. I I don't know what the black woman's name is that's the second to Jordan, uh, but she is. I never heard. And that's a good thing about these things. You never, I didn't know who these people are. I never heard of her. But she's about as bad as it comes. And uh, these, it's just amazing. There's a guy, Goldman, I think it was, you know, that uh, shocker, somebody named Goldman was upset about anti-Semitism. But he's uh, he's upset about something all the time. And he was, uh, he's another awful one. He did it with Matt Taibbi and all the meat. They're, they're just trying to stop. And keep in mind, these are not America unplugged people. These are not guests from my protest or anything that are on there that are really, you know, opposing what's going on. These are people that are very tepid, you know, Matt Taibbi and the other guy, Schellenberger, whatever his name was, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. People that clearly are not that, that radical, but it's still too much for them. To the extent any of this is real, you know, I'm getting to the point where I can, when you talked about Jim Caviezel and uh, Matt, Mel Gibson, you see them all flashing the Freemasonic hand signs. I, I don't understand it because they're Catholics and they they have to know what that is and, but uh, so maybe this is all 100% theater. I'm, I'm more and more open to that. But looking at this as being sincere at all, it's uh, it's just amazing that they they don't want any. That's too much dissent for them. Matt Taibbi is too going too far for them. So imagine they would think if somebody was walking around the chambers of Congress flashing my book, Masking the Truth or something. I mean, I guess they would just, you know line them up with a frying squad before even having a trial. I mean, so they, they don't want any opposition. And uh it's instructive to watch that, and you wonder again who is voting for these people. Because what are they? What are they? What does a present-day Democrat? What is their campaign? What do they run on? Uh, continuing the war with Ukraine, so they're running on a pro-war camp platform, anti-free speech. They hate free speech. Um, this uh, opposition to white supremacy, even though most of them are white, and they have whatever suprem- they have more supremacy than most whites if they're in Congress. So what are they running on? I, I don't understand it. They're running on censorship and war and, and, and you know, maybe mass vaccinations or something. How can anybody vote? What is, what's the attraction there? I don't, I don't get it. It's not like Trump's rhetoric, which was really attractive in 2016. What, RFK Jr.'s rhetoric is attractive and very similar, but the rest of these Democrats, what are they running? On? Watch those hearings. I mean, they're any of those hearings, but those were, they were really instructive because you see, the genuine, the, these, the Democrats are just, they don't even try to hide the fact. They are outright tyrants and they want witnesses shut up. Uh, they, you know, they want them shut down. They're interrupting nonstop. They won't let people speak. It's just, uh, it's a mess. I, I, I wish, uh, you know, if, if we could bring the founding fathers here in a time machine to watch this and say, you know, this is, <laughs> this, 
here you go. Here, here's your baby. This is what you created. Tone, what's up? What you got? Well, I watched a, just a few clips from the hearings. I didn't watch the whole thing, but, um, you know, truth is treason in the empire of lies. When you have any sort of, if you're outside of the group think, and uh, especially in these days, and I think it's pretty apparent that the so-called right, of which I guess I'm a part of, um, and the you're not a part of the so-called right. You're a part of the real right. Very I'm the I'm the I'm the, uh, the uh, right wing extremist here on the panel, ladies right. and gentlemen. Uh, I'm a bircher. But yeah, you go. <laughs> you look at if you look at uh, the the battle, the war that was lost. And I think it's pretty apparent here that Republicans they phoned it in for the last thirty years. They didn't fight the culture war. You go back to Pat Buchanan's 1992 speech, was warning about cultural Marxism and the domination of these these ideas and, and what it would have and how, what it was going to lead to. I think he was pretty on point with that. I mean, we lost the culture war, at least for now, right? It's um, the fait accompli. If, uh, so you look at Congress, I think Congress is lost. I mean, you got you know, sprinkling in there, maybe get a Thomas Massey every once in a while who borders up against being somebody who would uh, subscribe to America unplugged. But uh, Don's right. There's not, a, there's not a lot of us or anybody representing us anywhere in the, on the federal level. That's why I think things are local. Uh, it's good that RFK Jr. is in the race. We need like 10, 15, 20 of those type of candidates. You, you, again, perfect is the, is the enemy of the good. I look at somebody like RFK Jr. and I say, well, if he's genuine and he, and he, believe, he truly believes what he's saying, I don't agree with him on certain subjects, whether it be pro-life or whether it be the Second Amendment. I'm sure we're going to have disagreements on some things, but at least he's talking about things that are outside of the box. If you go outside of the box, if you have too much to think, if you have too much to think in this society, you will be punished. You will be ostracized. That's the number one fear of humans is to be ostracized, to be humiliated, right? to be cast out, to be banished from society or from the crowd. Uh, fight that urge because it's really not that bad out here, folks. You can be you can be thrown out of most of society and still be okay. You can have your subculture like we here have here at America Unplugged. Um, and I think there's a lot more of us than people think that are just fed up with this. Like it's you ought to be able to talk about uh, you know anything that's on your mind. It, 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 no subject should be off limits to talk about. If you believe in something, you should have the right to say it. You should have the right to to uh, to espouse your beliefs to, to uh, redress grievances, all of that. That's in our constitution. It's our, it's our culture. It's what we're supposed to have. Right. So Congress, I think is um, <laughs> it's a dead space and uh, it, uh, it is, it's a, it's theatrics at this point, not actually doing anything to, uh, to further the American civilization. If what's left of it. Only, only thing about the, the, the RFK situation that I want to add to it is that if, if he says something, he needs to own it. Right. And just be happy with, I mean, own what he said and, and go with it and, and they they kind of had him red handed um, when they asked him questions about vaccines. And then the mainstream media went back and got clips of him saying exactly what he said he didn't say, you know, on on shows that he's been on, like shows like this or, or whatever. They got him. Boom, boom, boom. You know, and and they're painting him as as Don and Tony's pointed out several times uh, throughout um, our coverage of this. He's a uh, he's a. Uh, um, uh, uh, of of a vaccine, uh, an anti-vaccine, crazy conspiracy nut, JF, uh, RFK Jr. I mean, literally, that's how they introduce him each time. Like, but but you know, you know, I, I think that uh, what he, he reminds me a lot of Pat Buchanan, mm -hmm. uh, not not politically necessarily, but Pat Buchanan could never get away from his Nixon years. 
even though Nixon repudiated him and was so disloyal to him, he said he preferred Jesse Jackson to Pat Buchanan at one point. So, I mean, what a slap in the face to him when, when and Buchanan was still defending this ridiculous Nixon like Roger Stone does. But Pat Buchanan always had his toes in the, the water of where we live. He knew about the conspiracies, but then he would always back up. He would only go so far. And I, I remember when uh, David Duke uh, was running, which, I mean, look, say what you want about David Duke, but David Duke and Pat Buchanan were very close in terms of political philosophy. There wasn't much disagreement except David Duke talked about Jews nonstop, but everything else was very similar. And Pat just lashed out about him and said, "We, we, there's no room in the, Demo or the Republican Party for David Duke. And that that kind of repudiated what, because he was going in that direction. He just wasn't as extreme as Duke. Same thing with RFK Jr. He needs, he's got more than one toe in our waters. He's talking about this stuff, but he does, he rolls back yeah. when he gets a little, especially the Israel thing. Own up to it, man. You retweeted Roger Waters' treats because they're right. They are, they're, they're, the treatment of the Palestinians is horrendous. So don't, don't go wave an Israeli flag. It, it's not winning you anybody. To do that. And and what you said, it, it, it may be, I don't know if it's dumb or not. I don't really even understand what he said about the ethnic thing with COVID because you know, I, I, I'm dubious about COVID to begin with. But own up that you said it. If you said it, you said it. And try to explain why you said it to some degree. But don't keep saying I'm not, I, you know, I have a better record on anti-Semitism and Israel than anybody else because that just makes you look weak. Don't play into their hands and, and admit what you are. You are a conspiracy guy. Not a conspiracy. Say, say I'm a conspiracy analyst like Gore Vidal. Don't say, yeah, they, they, these conspiracies, because they're, they're out there. The government did kill the Kennedys. I wish he would start talking about 9-11. I wish he talked, because I'm sure he knows about all that stuff. But he's he's only willing, like Pat Buchanan was, he goes out there and, and says a little bit at a time. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, he's obviously saying much better stuff than anybody else. But, yeah, I do. It does bother me when he backtracks, because he doesn't backtrack on everything. But uh, the Israel thing, he really does. And I just think, hey, you know, come out. This this is who you are. You're not going to get those people to vote for you anyhow. Same thing, Buchanan wasn't going to get those people. RFK Jr. is not going to get the mainstream Democrats to vote for him no matter what. So at least stand up and be courageous. And maybe someone will admire the courage and say, hey, you know, he stands up for what he believes. And, uh, you know, he certainly sounds better than the rest of them do. John Brissom is hitting me up right now. What's up, John? And and uh, and he tells me that Pat Buchanan is a Jesuit Knight of Malta CNP member. Oh, I knew John Brissom would ru ruin that. He's <laughs> I know he's in some kind of organization. <laughs> Who does John Brissom like, by the way? Is he, is, does he trust anybody? Ron Paul? No, I guess Ron Paul. No, he doesn't that. like Ron Paul. Yeah, um, okay. Is there anybody? Yeah. You, you you need to really pass like eight million tests for yeah. to, to to receive John Brisson's night. I run for office again. I have to first get John Brisson's approval. Yeah, <laughs> I got to get his endorsement or I'm done. You know, it's like getting in, in, in you know getting in, uh, admitted to uh, Harvard or Yale. It's, it's tough. It is a tough job. <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, it's, somebody has to have that standard. Shouts to John. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Um, uh, Tone. What did you want to get into before we got out of here, bro? Well, I wanted to talk about apocalypse now. I mean, Fed now. Uh, the, Fed, <laughs> the Fed now uh, token system, payment system rolled out a couple of days ago. This is a headline. Let me see if I can pull up the link here. Um, this is going to be huge, folks. And this is the, the backbone of the central bank digital currency. I don't know if I have the link in here anymore. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's Federal Reserve rolling out 
officially launches new instant pay service. This is on the new American. Watch out for this. This is the, the backbone of what will be the central bank digital currency. Now, you may ask, what is this? Well, it's uh, again, it's a it's it solves a, a cross platform payment systems, which we already solved that with Cash App and Venmo and other uh, Zelle and all these. We already solved that. We, why do we need you? Well, mm -hmm. we don't need them. They're building this network as part of the, the test. This is the beta test for the central bank digital currency. So this is another reminder. And I'll close with this. Learn about what money is. Learn about value. Learn about how to have no counterparty risk, either owning precious metals physical in your hand or, or how to download and buy cryptocurrency that is decentralized. Your own wallet. You own the keys. This is very important because the more that you can do that and look into that, the better off you're going to be. And I think we're going to have a parallel society in many ways moving forward. And, and they're going to use a crisis to bring this in. I don't know what that crisis is going to be, but um, again, this is, these are the signposts on the road ahead, like the twilight zone. I'm giving you, just giving you a little pre preview. John Brissom says he likes us. Okay. Which is good. That's good. I belong to no organization. So, you know, there's a, hopefully if I ever run for public office, John Brisson won't uh, expose <laughs> me for being some member of some secret organization. Cause I, I don't belong. I don't, I'm not a joiner. <laughs> I remember so, something Gore Vidal said about uh, he was going to be given some historical society award and he was going to be honorary member. And he said he couldn't join because he was already a member of the Diners Club, which is a credit, <laughs> a credit card. Anyway. <laughs> hey, so so I'm going to show you Jim Caviezel's text in text. Listen to me. Uh tweets and an Instagram post in just a sec. But I want everybody to know that Free World NYC is happening. We're going to put links in the description of this show on Rockfin. And we're going to put links in the in the description of the show on the podcast. That's Free World to NYC, September 9th. If you are in the tri-state area, come down. John Brissom will be there. Uh, Don Jeffries, Tony Arterburn, Richard Gage, Charlie Robinson, Wayne McCroy, Gar Goldsmith, and myself. We're all going to be there. Uh, it's going to be giving lectures and, you know, getting to meet like-minded people, the whole deal. So make sure that you uh, come down, say hello. And and if you do come down, make sure you say hello personally. I, I'd love to meet you. I'm sure Tone wants to meet you too. Don, I don't know. Don is a German. He's like, nice to stay over there. I'm, I'm lying. Don likes people too. All right, let me, let me, let me try to show you guys this. You think I, I could share my screen, Tone? Uh, I'm pretty sure you can, Bill. Let me, let me try it. Say something nice to, to yeah. Shout out some people real quick, Tone, while, while I attempt to do this badly. Well, let's, let's let Don uh, shout out his uh, YouTube audience. He's, right. They're, they're okay. Here well, we got, we got the, well, John Brissom has gone over here. Richard, Richard Frederick Frager, who was making lots of uh, good points earlier. Sorry. Of course, Chris Grays. And I, I want to, uh, remind people I'm going to be on uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper with Chris Graves and Tom Cooper tonight at 8 p.m. We're going to be discussing Nuremberg, uh, which is oh. I don't, for some reason I was never questioned. I thought that was one of those controversial parts of crimes and cover ups in my book. But because uh, I, I think I'm the first per person to condemn uh, Nuremberg since uh, JFK, Senator John F. Kennedy. So <laughs> so that'll be interesting. We'll talk about that. Deborah Wheeler. I love Deborah Wheeler. Deborah Wheeler. Uh, is the only person that, that always tells me to give my dog Riley a hug. So uh, thanks for being here. Uh, John Bassaglone, uh, Harps. Harps is here. Good to see Harps all the way from Australia. Sam's Bodie's Tree, uh, Molly Molly Madison, Tom Cooper, Harlan Stonewall. We see Harlan there. Great friend. I think Harlan's, Harlan Stonewall is, I think, uh, 
competing with guard goldsmith to see who can buy the most copies of masculine truth. <laughs> so don't let them win folks. <laughs> buy more. So I, I really appreciate that. Nice. Uh, I think that's pretty well seen. I miss anybody. Uh, Harps. I think that's about it. So appreciate all the comments. Fantastic. Big shouts to rally in the chat. What's going on. He tuned in for the MAGA rap part two episode that I did with John Brissom right here on Rockfin. Go check that out. Uh, Marjorie Taylor green found, found time in her busy schedule. To go do a rap video. Tell me something. Uh, Denver Attaway, what's going on? How you doing? Arem is here. I saw little John in the chat. What's up? I saw Mr. Angus Mustang in the chat too, doing his thing over on Nights of the Storm. What's going on? Uh, Mr. Cooper, I think I saw him here too. Yes, I did. Tom Cooper, Steve Swan is here. Uh, what is What is this? I don't know what that is. I can't make it out. My eyes are very bad. Everybody else in the chat. I might come back to you. I know there's a lot of people in the chat. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in week after week. Okay, let's let's look at this. Let's look at this, Tone. Let me see what I can do here. This is Jim Caviezel. Hold on. Let me make this right. Boom. Okay. This is Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel, the star of Sound of Freedom. Um, this is his alleged twitter page i believe it to be his real twitter page but uh we have his instagram page for sure this is his instagram page and it's uh verified with a blue check and the same posts are here and you can go verify them for yourself so this is jim caviezel right and shouts to john brisson for putting me on uh it says the sound of freedom which is has made over 100 million dollars in the box office Jumped jumped up in the box off in box office numbers after we visited you at Bedminster Bedminster the other night. We are gonna have an incredible weekend because of you, sir. Moses told me it's okay to unretire his jersey. Says you can wear it for the rest of your life. Love JC, which is either Jesus Christ or Jim Caviezel, because he calls himself <laughs> Jesus Christ, by the way. Plus, plus, plus. So note the plus, plus, plus. First off, <laughs> he is uh, 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 worshiping Donald Trump, calling him Moses. You tell me this guy. In, OK, there's <laughs> that. Right. Um, and giving him credit for for the movie jumping up, which is correct. But note the plus, plus, plus. Right. And John Brisson was a hound. And he's like, that's QAnon. He's like uh, um, President Trump. Donald Trump, I think that's the first time I called him president. I should never do that again. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump um, is referred to as Q++. Um, and and uh, so that's why the plus, plus, plus is there. This is Jim Caviezel, guys. There's another one. Here we go. This one's, this one's beautiful. President Trump is going to save children the likes of which you have never seen. You might even say he is the new Moses telling Pharaoh, the world cabal, uh, to let the children go free. Mr. President, you are the new Moses, but I am still Jesus. Plus, plus, plus. There you go. Uh, that's the dude right there, Jim Caviezel. If you don't believe me, go over to his Instagram page. Same poster there. You click on him, you will see what I'm talking about. It's the exact same thing. Uh, and then people want to tell me that this movie is not inspired by QAnon, right? And, 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 and the deal is there was no actual QAnon stuff in the movie. They didn't talk about adrenochrome, right? 
they didn't talk about these things. But um, Jim Caviezel talks about it on a regular basis. And Tim Ballard has referred to it many times. He flirts with the idea of, of QAnon narratives. He was actually semi-promoting the Wayfair conspiracy. So this is what I mean here when it comes to this is what this this is what these people are about. This is what they're pushing. And the only reason this movie made one hundred million dollars is because of the narratives that came straight out of QAnon. And then they went and hired the ultimate QAnon uh, uh, representative in Jim Caviezel calling Donald Trump Moses. I didn't say this. He did. I didn't put the plus 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 there. He did. It's just what it is. All right, Tone, give me your thoughts, and we're getting up out of here. Tell the people where they can find you, too. Well, you can find me at arterburn.news, and uh, my company is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver, wisewolf.gold. Go check out our membership programs called Wolfpack. You have enough money to buy precious metals, $50 a month. You can start on a loan. Wolf will get you some silver coins and some gold backs for sure. Um, just the Moses comparison. I saw this a few days ago, too. Hmm. I think uh, the difference, I mean, Donald Trump, if he was in the Moses figure, he would have taken the golden calf, melted it down and made it into toilets at uh, Trump Tower or something. <laughs> uh, you know, they had this idol of Trump. It was it CPAC a year ago, Don. I, I forget. But uh, it was like CPAC. It wasn't it was I think it was last year. Somebody yeah. rolled out like a, a like a golden Trump, like like a golden calf. <laughs> and it was like and he was like wearing shorts and stuff and, a, and then a suit top. It was really weird. But it just I mean, they were like just rolling it around like a Trojan horse or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very, very strange. I don't know what to think about. I mean, it's just the comparison. The it's it's very. I mean, I wish I had. Well, I say I wish, but if I don't know where they get the we saw what happened the last five years, right? We saw with, with Trump and everything that's gone on. I don't know how you're still there. Uh, I was a supporter at the very beginning early when nobody, you know, there wasn't a lot of, I was the only congressional candidate that, of my group that endorsed. I mean, so, I mean, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I'm not a never Trumper. I was a guy, I supported what he was saying. I mean, I didn't like his personality, but I liked his, his policy, which he didn't implement. So i I'm done. I mean, it's just a rational decision. And so I don't know what this is, but, um, you know, the Jim Jones cult uh, down in South America, this looks very similar. I don't know what this is, but like you're completely ignoring everything that's been done and then just putting this person up on a pedestal. That's dangerous cult like territory. I don't like it at all. I agree with you, man. Uh, Julia is in the chat. Uh, Aram is here, a Syrian girl. What's going on? How you doing? Any word? All right. Um, Don, what are your thoughts and tell the people where they can find you? Well, again, I, I then the last um, post that he posted sounded like Trump wrote it. I mean, it, it sounded like the way Trump phrased. So I, would, I give, I thought, would think Caviezel could write a little better than that, but maybe he's really been inspired by Trump. Yeah. It's, it's obviously, it's uh, it's a bit disturbing to see somebody still, and, and he obviously is uh, believes in the Q stuff himself. And I, I don't understand. I don't know how they sell Q at this point because how many years has this been and nothing. If you can still believe that, you know, these trials are going on behind the scenes somehow. And I, I but I, all the people that they would be prosecuting are still walking about free. Right. So I don't know but what they claim. And, but a lot of that was built around uh, what Trump was. And I, this obviously what Caviezel is alluding to here that behind the scenes, Trump was uh well, he didn't appear to be doing anything, but behind the scenes, he was orchestrating these incredible prosecutions of child sex traffickers. That's what right. I think was the right. big thing with Q, Absolutely. right? 
So right. uh, unbeknownst to us. So uh, I think that's what it's, it's come from. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame between that and the Masonic hand signals. I don't, again, this John Brism is probably right. There's nobody to believe in, but uh, so, so uh, you know, so, but I do Molly Madison made a good point in the chat that it, it, despite all this, it shouldn't take away from the message of the movie. If it brings same thing with JFK, JFK brought out the fact that their version of events was wrong, that Oswald didn't do it. The government did. Uh, so that was a good thing. People quibbled over details and Oliver, you know, they had an Israeli, uh, a Mossad agent was financing it or something. I remember hearing there was a producer. All the, I heard all this stuff. Didn't take away from the message of the movie. And all this stuff does shouldn't take away from the message of The Sound of Freedom, which is that this stuff is going on. And, uh, you know, I, again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But so I, I hope it doesn't anyhow. But I, I understand that's that's pretty that's pretty ridiculous to, to look at those things. But uh, people can find me, donaldjeffries.substack.com. It's the only place I'm not being shadow banned. I protest, please. Subscribe to me there. Go from asking the truth. You can get my book out there. They're there. You know, this is my eighth book and uh, they're doing things to it. They've never done to any of my other books that are, they're all controversial, but I mean, they're, uh, they're hiding it from the world cat library catalog. Even the library of Congress doesn't even show that it has a copy. Uh, so people please try to uh, suggest it to your libraries to get it in libraries. I think it can be done. They're just hiding access to it. Google Books, you search for it in Google Books, it won't come up. It's there, but you have to do a backdoor search. So they're doing those kinds of things. And uh, they're even starting to screw with me on Substack. I hope they don't keep doing it. But Lisa yesterday on the show and other people have told me, um, when you when you write a new article and I'm getting a notification, it goes to my spam folder. Mm. Even though even though I set it so it's not spam, it keeps going back there. So I, I, I hope it's not going to get to Substack because that's, that's the last place I got, folks. The only place I can promote anything. So please subscribe to me on Substack. Try to break their algorithms. And you can follow me on Twitter too. I mean, they take followers away from me all the time, but at least uh, you know you can try. You can try to overwhelm and break the algorithms because the, the censorship out there is just uh, incredible. Miss Rhonda Tate, uh, Mister Jason Barker, want to say what's up to you guys? Anybody I missed? I'm sorry. Next week we will get you. We will try to get you anyway. Um, and everybody in YouTube, uh, we're on Rumble right now, right? Yes, we are on Rumble. What's up to everybody in Rumble? We're going to start monitoring that chat over there and uh, and and see who's there. I, I don't have it in front of me, but otherwise, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, everyone, every week, I appreciate it, man. We appreciate it here at America Unplugged. Um, thank you for everything. We're getting up out of here. We're saying goodbye. Uh, we'll be back. back. And next week, Lord willing... Um, don't burn the place down while we're gone. Tony, are you gonna play it out? You got it. You got something good for us? I got it. The regular. Let's do it. The standby. Patriot. <laughs>